Welcome to the Skyda Softball Podcast. Your host, Matt Scott, will be interviewing players from past events and future events. And now, your host, Matt Scott. Hey, this is Barry Klankenek with Clank's Mosquito and Ant Control. We're a proud sponsor of the South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association and their celebrity softball game. Uh, if you need a quote or have any questions, feel free to reach out via Facebook. Hey everybody, we at the 5 to 1 Finland Station are a proud sponsor of the South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association and their celebrity softball game. Come down to see us at the 521 Finland Station here in Kershaw, South Carolina, home of the 16 ounce ribeye. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Sky to Softball Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Scott, and on this episode, we are talking with former South Carolina defensive lineman and 2021 Sky to Softball participant, Mr. Ulrich Jones. Ulrich, my man, appreciate you for coming on the podcast. Oh, man, it's a great opportunity. I really appreciate you for having me. Or one of the first things I usually get into with the guests is uh, their recruiting process. You know, what that was like for you coming through. Because I know I did a little bit of information on you. You know, you you went from community college and then transferred over to the University of South Carolina. So talk about what that was like. And the second half of that question is, what would your advice be to those who might be starting their own recruiting process? My junior college experience, man, it was um, it was definitely, it was def, it was definitely a journey. But it was, you know, it was something that I definitely wouldn't change. You know, I felt like my ju- junior college process was was one of the main key reasons of how quickly I was able to mature coming out of high school. And I only say that because I I went to Butler, which is in Kansas, and that was like 14, 15 hours away. So. Everything I had to do, everything I had to discover, everything I had to work for to get, you know, it was on my own because, you know, it wasn't no making phone calls to mom or dad or grandma or whoever I want to, you know. So it all just boiled down to me being able to, you know, lock in, lock down and, and get focused on what the task was at hand. And as far as my my USC days, man, those were some of the best days of my life, man. We, we, we all know how... Uh, how Willie B is on Saturday. But, you know, one thing that I always gravitated to was I had a very close uh, counselor, mentor. You know, I won't say her name, but if she ever hears it, she knows who she was. And, you know, she was just one of those people who helped me, helped me stay on the right path, you know, helped me make the right decisions and, you know, and, and be able to graduate early. And it was just... You know, I, I took the full opportunity to fulfill my education. And, you know, the football was always great. I love Coach Burrier and I love Coach Muschamp both. And they both gave me great opportunities to be able to play. And, you know, it was it was just one of those things that it was fun while it was there. But, man, now, you know, once you get older, they all, they all just become memories. So that's kind of how that went. So what would your advice be to any young high school athlete who might be starting their own process? My advice to a young book, it would probably be just for one, know what you signed up for. Understand that 
being a collegiate athlete is not easy. You see it on Saturdays. You see the, you know, the the victories, the game days, the tailgates, you know, cock walk and everything. You see all the things, but, you know, understand that there's mornings where you're up at 4.30 and don't get home until 10 o'clock. You know, there's there's days that stretched out to where, you know, you you have – practices outside that's 110 degrees and then you have two day workouts and then you have study hall for two hours afterwards and then you got class all day and you know you got to be able to balance your football and your uh, educational life so it's not as easy as it seemed but you know it's, it's definitely it's definitely all worth it in the end but I would just say man stay focused and don't don't really you don't really have too many too many um what's the word you don't really have too many margins for error when dealing with collegiate sports because you know there is it's, it's a once in a lifetime chance and if if you blow it and or you make a bad decision you know that could possibly alter your whole life so i would just say you stay focused and lock in and understand what you're signing up for but then on the flip side i would also say to enjoy it cuz those college days are days that you'll never get back you know, for sure. and, for sure. and when you're and when you're going through it, and you're going through camps, and you're going through long days, you know the the first thing people want to say is, "Man, oh man, I can't wait till this is over." But in reality, when it's over, man, you're gonna look back and be like, "Oh man, I wish I had those days back." And I understood that firsthandedly because once I first got to South Carolina, and things were a little different, and things were a little harder, you know, I was like, "Man, I I, I love it," but I'm. I'm ready. I'm ready for it to be over with. But as I got closer to graduating, I understood, man, it's, let's enjoy, enjoy it day by day. Let's enjoy it every day because once this is over, if this is what you choose to do, this becomes a job. This is no longer for fun and joy. You got another grown man willing to do the same thing, maybe better than you, maybe not. But at the end of the day, you know, when dealing with professional sports, everything is political nowadays. So, you don't know how anything can shake and pan out. So when you're in college, you know, that's your best chance to really fulfill your dreams of playing high caliber football, get your education and enjoy, enjoy college life. For sure. And I think one of the things too, I've heard guys and girls talk about this before with me, and I'm pretty sure you could probably agree with this is, you know, regardless of where you decide to go to college and play sports or, you know, or try to pursue a career in something, you know, you always want to make sure you go to the school that fits you the most because, you know, you want to make sure it fits you and how it can help you develop, whether it's on the field when you're playing sports as a college athlete, but more importantly, help you develop as a character and human being off the field too. Exactly, exactly. So another thing that I just kind of usually pick the guys and girls' brains about is uh, who was your favorite – team and favorite player to watch growing up um well me you know I didn't really I didn't really too much get into college football like that because I, I didn't really start playing football until my 11th grade year in high school so I was never really big into football like that I only got big into it once I started getting recruited and was able to travel to these games and you know see stuff live in person but I would say I definitely gravitated more towards Auburn just for the simple fact of, you know, I was an Alabama native. So I was two and a half hours from um, 
Auburn in two and a half hours from Alabama, but I definitely gravitated more towards Auburn. And, you know, I I loved watching Cam play. I loved watching Nick Fairley play that bunch that they won the national championship with was, was definitely a fun group to watch. And, you know, professional NFL wise, I've I've always gravitated a lot, a lot, lot more towards older players, but you know, my favorite player of all time is Lawrence Taylor. Okay. Yeah, I've, always, I've always watched him. You know, I've always studied his game. I've always seen how he was. And even to this day, you know, I, I may not be as, as, as talented as he was, but you know, I'm always gonna play with that same fire, emotion, and passion that he played with, which is what helps me be able to stay successful and do what I'm doing right now. Definitely, because uh, I know you play in uh, arena football, if I'm not mistaken, right? Right. And you're probably and you're probably a combination both of both a offensive lineman's nightmare and a quarterback's nightmare too. Once they, once you get a hold of them. Oh yeah, yeah. I, and I, I I try to be there. But uh, you know, so now I'm going to probably segue. I'm going to segue into the, <clears throat> the South Carolina stuff here. You talked about between both. Coach Spurrier and Coach Muschamp, you know what? What was it? What was it like just getting to know them as as the the person instead of the coach? Well, one thing that they both shared in common was, you know, they were both they were both player coaches. You know, they they loved their players. They both took time to get to know players, and they were both you know real down to earth people. Now difference in those two words was definitely the fire. And I guess I can only say that because I caught the back end of Coach Burry's coaching career, which is, you know, he was probably a little bit more laid back and calm than he used to be back in his days. But, you know, going from Spurry to Coach Muschamp is, that's a, a big jump in difference in mentality and how things are ran and how things are done. So it was a, that was a, it was a big jump and a change in, changing vibes but you know they both were great coaches I love them both you know I was still able to reach out to both of those guys after college and you know they they both still show the same love that they did when I was there so you know I'll, I'll never lose love no respect for either one of those guys right and you know and I guess I, I'm making this a two-part question so but once you you know I guess you could say well as a coach what was it like playing for those guys um, Coach Coach Spurrier, it it was definitely more of a, uh, you know, it was more of an an intense, but more of a kind of a laid back ordeal, versus playing for Coach Muschamp. It was it was fire, intensity, aggression, physicality, all day, every day. Like you would, you would, it would be sometimes where. <laughs> You would have to take ice baths a couple of times a day just because of the physicality that we had at practice. Like we were, we were, we were definitely a a, a real physical bunch, and you know it it showed throughout our season because you know we went from a six and seven season to a nine and four season the very next year, and you know it was it was it was definitely something that I would say helped everybody who was on that team. It gave everybody more of a, a, I guess you could say, kind of, it gave that fire that everybody needed, basically. Right, right, right. 
And I think you were about to say something else too. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Oh no, I, no, you um, you took the words out of my mouth. That's what I was gonna say. You know, it, he, he definitely helped give that bunch, you know, that that fire and that edge, and you know, being able to go out and play fire, fiery the whole game, and, and it was it was fun, man. It was exciting. It was he was a, he was definitely a a great guy to play for. You know, you know, they didn't really have a lot of success after my uh, my last year, but you know, at the end of the day. I take it for what it's worth, man. I, I enjoyed my time with him. He was a great coach to me. I enjoyed the team that I was on and the team we had was successful. And it was it was fun. It was hard, but it was fun. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, when you're at, no, regardless of what sport it may be, whether it's high school level or college and collegiate level or even the professional level, you know, it's going to have this guy's challenges, you know. Right. It, but, uh, one thing I just kind of wanted to pick your brain about here is this. You talk about how Willie Williams Price was definitely a place you enjoyed playing in and things like that. But what about on the road? Like, was there an away stadium where the fans were just like, was there any away stadium where the fans stood out to you or the atmosphere or things like that? Um, I would say, man. Every SEC game was was a tough game to play in. Every SEC atmosphere was very tough to play in. All the way from the Georgias, all the way to the Vanderbilts, to the Kentucky, to Texas A&M's, to the Tennessee. But, you know, when we rolled into Clemson, man, that was, I, that was probably the first time in my whole career of playing football that I actually felt hated, which is understandable because, you know, that's the upstate rivalry, but that's the that 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 environment, that game, that stadium, that atmosphere. That is, that is truly one where I can say me and all the guys we actually felt hated. And you know that that's something you want to feel going into you know a hostile environment. You want to go in there, get a win, and get back home. But you know, unfortunately, we wasn't able to get it done. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, take it for what it's worth. It was a great game to play in, fun game to play in. We competed, and you know. The chips fall where they lay, and it just didn't pan out our way that year. Yeah, and I mean, you're saying this to a guy who's a Gamecock graduate, but then yeah, deep down, I'm a Clemson guy at heart. But but and I and everybody's know, know me for saying this. I don't I don't hold any grudges when it comes to that rivalry, you know, because the farther I've done this event, the more I meet both Gamecock alumni, Clemson alumni. I'm just like everybody's chill. I don't. You just kind of want to sit there and think, where's the rivalry at? Because, you know, it's funny because, you know, a, a few episodes prior to this, I was talking with uh, both Bryce and Alan Williams and then a running back. I think it was his first year was probably his first year after you had left, after 17. They both talked about, you know, they played against guys you know, on the opposite side of them, and, you know, such as Clemson, for an example, you know, back in high school. And at the end of the day, you know, both, you know, both Bryson and Slade both told me they're like, they're, they're just never really that full bad blood. I mean, when you're in the moment, you're, you know, it's the rivalry and you want, you get why you're there and things like right. that. Right. And, and even, even that being said, man, um, you know, 
once I got out of NFL and I started playing professional indoor football, man, one of my closest, one of my closest homeboys, man, he, he graduated from Clemson. You know, he was a part of uh, their championship run back in the days. And, you know, his, he was, he was somebody I was real close to. We hung out all the time. You know, we, we still, we still talked our trash back and forth about the rivalry, but you know, at the end of the day, we were teammates. We was real close. We both counted on each other. We both knew each other's potential and, you know, we, we fed off of that. So, I mean, that being said, a robbery is a robbery, but, you know, there's a lot of guys outside of robbery and outside of competing who stay close for an eternity. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's interesting to hear that, you know, when they when guys like you or Bryson look back on the rivalry because you never, you know, watching it as a fan is one thing, but when you're actually on the field playing against – somebody across from you it's a whole different perspective i'm sure right but, you know the, the just learning that to me has been interesting just because you never would have thought that as as a fan watching exactly and you know it's now i will say from the from a fan point oh those guys can hate each other and they'll never bet eye. they'll never speak they'll never shake a hand they'll never communicate like the fan the fan animosity is is way different from the athletes yeah and so another thing i want to ask you about the rivalry was i can't remember your first, i don't remember what your first when your first year was experiencing that but your first time you know experiencing the rivalry that's you know that's that saturday after thanksgiving it's on the schedule and you see that tiger paw for the first time ever and you understand you know the whole purpose of the of that rivalry. What was that like for you just going into that for the first time? Um, well, I will say my first Clemson experience was the Deshaun Watson year, the year they won it all. So it wasn't too fun because you know, you know, you know how that team was and we all know how that game went. But you know, at the end of the day, man, it, it was college football. It was a great opportunity. You know, it was a it was a blessing to be able to be a part of that. Blessed to be able to be on the same field with those guys who made it a long a long lifeline in the NFL. So, you know, it was a great opportunity, man. And and I was I had the um, opportunity to play with Deshaun Watson uh, with the Houston Texans. So you know, you know we we will talk our smack during 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 rivalry week, but you know after that is it's all love. Yeah, you know, and it's like what we were saying earlier, you know, once you're once the game's over and you guys just look back at how, you know, you played or just enjoying the experience, it, it changes perspective once the you know the block hits zero. Right. So one other thing I just want to ask you is from you know, during your career at South Carolina, what was there anything that stood out to you from your time there, whether it was on the field or on campus or just any any good stories stand out to you? Um, stories as far as what? Because I got some stories. I mean, just like enjoying a, you know. I will say, you know, the, the best feeling is, best feeling is, Getting all your classes done early, yeah, and and having and having that feeling of, you know, going through 
your Thursday practice, coming in, coming in, having you know a lot. It's depending on how your um, your schedule pans out in the classroom. Having Friday off or not, being able to load up and you know travel to different places and play different teams. No, it was I always enjoy I love I loved home games, man. That that was definitely top notch. But you know, I also love the, the travel with the team because you know when when you travel as a team, man, it's 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 a it's a bonding experience because once you travel into enemy lines, you know, you always naturally become closer to whoever you're with just because you know what the task at hand is. So for sure. You know, I, I, I enjoyed the home games. I'll never take anything from it, but I also enjoy being able to travel and play on the road. And, you know, you talk about the, the traveling with the team and things like that, it, you know, and the bonding. I've always tried to advocate, or be, you know, advocate how team chemistry is such an important thing, no matter what level of sports it may be or anything like that, just because – it helps you build the team chemistry and builds more of, like we talked about earlier, that fire where the guy right beside you wants to make that play and the guys behind you want to, you know, come through, make, making whatever, whether it's the interception or tackle for a fumble or things like that. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So, next, I usually tell the segues, you know, and kind of, you know, as we're getting to the 50-yard line here, one of the things I usually ask the guys and girls is their experience, you know, being a part of the event. So last year you you came on in 2021 when we were down in Columbia at Columbia International. You know, everybody knew we raised $10,000 and things like that. But uh, do you recall any little tidbits of when we were interacting, you know, leading up to the event? Um, yeah, I, I remember, um, I remember, I don't know if it was you or someone else reached out to me about the game. And I just remember, you know, having constant contact and, you know, getting all types of information on how the game was and where it was and when it would be. And, you know, I, I, I knew that that was something that I wanted to participate in just for the cause, but also just because it would be something fun to do. And, you know, it was, it was, it was a great experience, man. I, I came across a lot of Gamecock alums that I never met before who, you know, we mended well, just, I guess, because of the fact that we all went to Carolina. So it was, it was a, it was a struggle trying to hit the ball, but, <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I got, I got a few, a few nice little hits out there to the, to the fence or two, but you know, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely fun, man. And, and, when it comes back around for a circle, I, I definitely would definitely hope, you know, I have the opportunity to play in it again as well. Yeah, you know, I always tell guys and girls that the, the I usually leave the welcome mat open, you know, whether you come, you play for the first time, you miss a year and you come back the next year, or you, you just repeat year after year. It's always a good thing to me knowing that everybody has fun, whether it's your first time or your seventh time or however many times you've been, because I know one of the things you probably enjoyed was, uh, I think I hit a foul ball and you caught it just because you were behind home plate and the old yeah. Palmer Hudson looked at me. He just like, you really fouled tip to a defensive lineman. Then yes, I said, yeah, don't remind me. I know 
<laughs> I'm not the athlete yeah, I once was. But I, it was it was fun, man. And those, you know, those those people who came to watch, you know, they they actually interacted with the game pretty well. So, you know, it was it was definitely fun. You know, I definitely had my strength on the defensive side. You know, I, I still I still feel some type of way that I didn't get that trophy, but you know, we'll we'll try to we'll try to worry about that next year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I you know I I'll own up to that. I, I'll keep the receipt for that. But uh, you know, it's it's like you know. You're talking about interacting on social media, and I think everybody knows this at this point. It's me behind the, the sky to uh, sky to softball social media stuff. It's no it's no surprise, but it's always it's always sometimes I I get a good laugh out of it because whenever I'm interacting with guys and girls, you know, and constantly keeping up with them, just because. I, t- I tell them like this, I'm going to be annoying because I'm actively trying to make sure, you know, we make it happen because it's always fun when they come out. Like for you, for an example, you came out and you had a blast like you were saying, just because, you know, whoever I usually ask to come play in the event or have come help or whatever, it's because I tell them I see y'all as a huge part of what we're trying to do. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, and you're talking about the the fence earlier. I was on the last episode. I was talking with uh, Judah Davis, who came last year too. He was on your team. I told him, I said, I'm not going to lie. I really, really, really underestimated the size of that field. Oh yeah, that field was huge. And when I walked out there, I was like, okay, we'll be fine. No big deal. Because you know, in years past, we've had high scoring games. I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? And all of a sudden, everybody struggled, hit the balls like. Well, uh, we'll take this as a learning experience and go from there. Unfortunately, right, but but it's okay. I got I got a, I got a little I got a little surprise for y'all next year. Hey, October fifteenth. I mean, about five months away now, if I'm not mistaken. So, at, or at the five months away at the time of this recording, I should say. But uh, you know, we're gonna try to run it back. I'll try to make sure I cover the receipt. You know, that you had a trophy because, in my defense. The two people that got the trophy last year, the, the defensive trophies last year, uh, I think it was Barrett, the, the guy who was with the Braves. He he made that diving catch, and his hamstring blew out. So I was like, if he goes home with nothing, I'll feel bad. And then the girl, Spencer Gray from UNC Charlotte, you know, she played collegiate softball. And she was just making catches left and right. So I'm like, I hate to give them both. And all of a sudden, I just remember, like you were telling me, Palmer looked at me. He's like, can he not get a trophy? I was like, I'll make up for it next year. I swear. Yeah, man. It was fun, though. It was definitely fun. I'm, def- I'm definitely aiming for a trophy next year. I- I'm definitely looking forward to it. And I think that just means we got to get more trophies. But, hey, I think we can make it happen. Yeah, we can make it happen. But lastly, Ulrich, as we're – Coming across the fifty yard, I mean the five yard line, coming into the end zone. I usually end the podcast with this with you know those who have played in the event before. And you heard me say it before in the group chats. It's a cheesy expression. You know, once you're a part of the softball event and the organization, in that retrospect, you're you're a part of a family sort of thing. And so my question to you is, what, what's it like to you being a part of 
the family and what we're trying to do as far as helping kids with type one diabetes? Um, I would definitely say, you know, the events that, that you put together and events that other people, you know, organize, having been able to raise money for type of things like that, man, and just to be able to provide that type of funding for more research and, you know, different treatments and all type of things like that. I feel like that is a, that's a, that's a big key in it. And also, also making people more aware of it. You know, there's a lot of people out there who really don't understand what it is. So, you know, I would say more so of helping educate people on what the cause is, you know, why, why do you do the donations? Why do you raise money? Because, you know, there, there are a lot of people who are aware of it, but who's not educated on it. So I just think, you know, the more people are educated on it, you know, the more they'll be willing to help and willing to donate and willing to participate in different things that you organize to, to do. So, you know, that would just be my intake on it. Yeah, you know, and, it's, and, I've, and I've told guys and girls this, it's, you know, regardless of, you know, however, I mean, this this October is nine years, and it's crazy to think, you know, next year will be 10-year anniversary since we first started. But, uh, you know, it's it's always interesting to see however many people you, or for me, you know, to interact with guys like you, you know, Bryce and Allen, the guys that, you know, who wear the Gamecock colors or just, and even big names, you know, like Marcus Lattimore and things like that, where you just tell them what you're trying to do and accomplish and you see, you know, that, I, I don't know what it is, but when, whenever I have, I have that interaction and you can see what they're trying to do or what we're trying to do, you know what I mean? It, it yeah. shows a lot because they're willing to help out. And so, exactly. and so lastly, Ulrich, I appreciate you for doing this. I want to let you take the floor here for, for a moment. You know, feel free to plug in anything. I know feel free to plug in your arena football team where they can watch you during this season. Uh, if I forget anything else, but feel free to plug anything in, my man. Um, I would just like to plug in, man. Um, You know, if anybody ever wants to watch, any of my professional games, you know, we all we stream all of our games live on YouTube. So, you know, you can just go to um Northern Arizona football on YouTube and you know it'll it'll have all the games streamed from the past to the upcoming. And you know, never feel free to reach out to me about anything. All business opportunities, all, you know, events that you want me to be a part of, any type of any type of deals and that way, you know, we can always make something work, always make something happen. You know, one thing that people know about me is, you know, if I put my word on it, I'm, I'm, I'm locked in for it. So, you know, um, you have my Instagram, you can tag my Instagram in it and, you know, we can, we can see how it works. Sure. And, you know, we'll, we'll plug in all Instagram, you know, once we get this live here, this episode live, but, uh, Lastly, we appreciate everybody listening to this episode of the podcast. Make sure you check out the, the organization and social media accounts, the organization website, uh, skyda.com, skysoftball.com, you know, learn about what the softball game is all about, uh, campsweetescape.com, the, the summer camp that the Sky Softball game helps out, you know, 
I, you know, everybody knows what we're trying to do there. And uh, the social medias, Sky is Softball G, that is on Twitter and Instagram. Sky is Softball Game on Facebook. And lastly, the Sky is Softball podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or things such as that, leave a like, review, whatever you want to do. But uh, thanks again for listening to this episode of the Sky is Softball podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Hey, just wanted to say thanks again for listening to this episode of the Sky to Softball Podcast. We wanted to let everybody know that on Saturday, June 4th at Golden Lanes in Simpsonville, South Carolina, the Joanna Lions Club is coordinating their charity bowling tournament known as Strikeout Diabetes. The proceeds from the tournament will go to help those with diabetes education and support visually impaired individuals in the community with vision needs. If you're interested in being a sponsor or playing in this tournament, give the coordinator, Eddie Marshall, a call at 864-200-9797.